On this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, we've got a supernatural TV guide. First up, Travel Channel, Surfing Adventures with Jesse. On Food Network, will the demon taco truck pull ahead in the great food truck race? And contestants in making the cut have to make the best FBI outfits. And finally, on Lifetime, Misha Collins, my life as the Antichrist. Let's do this. Welcome to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. I'm Diana. And I'm Liz. And uh, yeah, this week we're going to talk season five, episode six. I believe the children are our future. You know, I was forced to sing that in third grade. I think like maybe se- or fourth grade. I don't know. I just know there was some assembly and I was forced to sing in it. Yeah. Oh God! I can just like pick. Oh, oh, like I guess it would be worse like having to watch it though. Like a bunch of like off-key oh, children oh. singing that. Oh man! Like thank God there like there was no like digital social media shit back then. See, I I think I sing that once, but we had a, another different song that we sang frequently. I feel like in assemblies, and I feel like you're gonna you're gonna cringe but it was uh a lee greenwood's proud to be an american oh no no i had to sing that too i actually believe there may be a photograph of me singing that in a newspaper in san antonio you know at some point like i was in a lot of san antonio newspaper stuff for different things so and anybody ever wants to go through some archives and find that shit enjoy (laughs) Uh, so uh, part of our what we just did this weekend or week will be shared because we yes. were together. Yes. Um, yes. Otherwise, my life was uneventful except filled with wildlife and nature. Uh, this week, I did get to meet a new member of my backyard uh-huh. who I have named Erlene. And Erlene is a five foot long rat snake who was trying to eat my adopted lizard, Godfrey, who I believe is pregnant or has a tumor. Not sure which one. We're hoping it's the pregnant and she's going to bury her her youth. As I get a, we figured out that is. They say that's what they do with their eggs. They bury their eggs. So they bury their They bury that she's going to bury her youth somewhere in my backyard. And yeah, I came back from, I think, a chiropractor's appointment and like feeling really great and massaged uh, because they do like they have that thermo, like uh, the percussion Mm. massage thing. And it's just like somebody's punching you in the back over and over again in very specific patterns. And it's so good. I really want one. Um, but I think it'd be hard to do that to myself, but anyways, and I came back and there, there was Arlene on my back lounger, tried to eat Godfrey. And then we had words. We had many words. Perched on the back of the lounger. Like it was her new place to hang. Like she lived there and she, I came out and she was like, sup. And I was like, Hey, you can't be here. You need to go. And she was like, but I want to be here. And I'm a snake. And I went, true. And then I was like, will you get on this stick and just move away? And she said, no, ma'am, I will not do that. And then I went, cool. I'm going inside and slamming the door now. (laughs) And then she went and hid in your compost box. 
She did. She hid in there for a while. And um, then I had to, I went and I, w- I had to do a work call. And then I came back and like a very brave boss bitch, I went through that box and make sure Arlene was not in there. Salute which, for this, ma'am. That is frightening. <laughs> Just like, I don't know what's in the box. What's in the Ooh, box? And thankfully, box? it was not Arlene. Uh, so we don't she know departed. where, we don't know where Arlene is. But Godfrey's still there and Erlene's not. So we feel Godfrey like this is, is probably safe. good, right? I, th- I Sure. All I know is that the hammock I got um, before Erlene showed up will not be going in the middle of the yard. We'll be maybe inside. Maybe it'll be an inside hammock. Uh, so uh, we that was my fun adventure. And then Diana and Dave tooted on down here in Duchess for a car show. Yeah, we uh, came down for um, well, first we we did go out too last week. We made it finally to use pre-pandemic tickets purchased in January of 2020 for the Circle Jerks in Seven Seconds in Dallas. But then we came down to um, go to the Lonely Star Roundup and met up with a couple of our uh, club members from our car club, them, um, and uh, and hang out with Liz. So it was a great time. We got to just it was a pretty chill car show just cars of all types it wasn't like year model specific or anything just roam around a parking lot and or in a grassy field and dripping springs and then uh some vendors some kind of cool vendors and hung out and then decided to go drink some rum like you do that seems like a natural progression mm-hmm. yeah. and then we went and had uh too much food yeah and way too much food too much food and then came back to my house and watched stupid tv i don't even remember what we watched i besides uh, that's my game jam shows. we were watching yeah oh we watched game shows which that's my yeah. jam and password mm-hmm. yes. because we are we are rock stars and i believe we were asleep by 10 o'clock sounds about right yeah i think so i mean it was a long day though we were outside all day walking around it was humid it was the weather was lovely for that time of year except it was humid as fuck so. it was so humid um yeah and then we um drove duchess home it was way more eventful than we would like it to be duchess is uh undergoing some uh um maintenance and and minor surgery anyways uh so duchess she's, also she's, had a very long weekend and she got a little she sick did. she got she a little did. sick she's she's got she's, she needs a little love uh so she's she's down for a few days and that's it hopefully because we're counting down to our own car show and it would be a real fucking bummer if my own car wasn't at my fucking car show so uh fingers crossed send good vibes to duchess y'all woo, woo. here we go um yeah and i actually have a quiet week so i don't have that much going on and i'm gonna try to keep it that way for once so there cool that's what i got and uh because i oh and we had a power outage after we had all the drama driving duchess home so then i came home put my bags down and the lights went out and they didn't come back on for about eight hours so we just drank a lot of wine and watched letter kenny on a fucking ipad because what else do you do in a power outage so tonight i am while we're recording i am not drinking <laughs> i'm saying now because i really need a big bowl of ice cream so and i can't drink and then have ice cream because i'll get a headache so <laughs> i made it i made a choice it seems like a valid valid choice whereas what are you I, drinking i am drinking the wine that i opened on saturday night and then we'll was too sweet. tired to drink and so it it is a bellissima i believe it was chrissy brinkley's 
uh, sparkling wine. Very fancy. I, I got it because it says it's, uh, it doesn't have any sugar in it. That's so, right. We were excited to try it and then I didn't have any. Yeah, sorry. it's fine. Noted. Noted. I mean, if you want to drink a sparkling wine without any sugar in it, you could drink this one. Noted. I might. I mean, I I would try that because that makes a difference to me. But yeah, it does. So I think that's it. I don't think anything's really exciting going on in the supernatural world this week. Yeah, not off the top of my head. So I think mm-hmm. we can probably start talking about this episode. Yeah, I think I think my comment to you before we started recording, which we should have been recording, I know. I'll just say that um, was that I like I really like this episode, but I feel like it's kind of dark, so I kind of feel bad about liking this episode. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know how exactly dark it is because there's a lot of humor in it, super light humor, and, absolutely. Yeah, and so this was written by Daniel Laughlin and Andrew Dobb, who in the past are the ones who you know made Jensen scream, made him wear the red gym shorts. Although technically, I believe that was his idea. But so a lot of episodes where they had these kind of pranks and people getting fucked with. So I think there's enough humor in here that like specific slapstick shit right that it can't right. be that dark uh so the title is i believe the children are our future which is from that shitty whitney houston song uh this was episode six and first aired october 15th 2009 it was directed by the late charles beeson who we last saw in season four's the rapture and like i said this was written by laughlin and dab's writing team uh Andrew Dabb did write the new Netflix series Resident Evil, which just came out and just got canceled. Ooh, I heard a lot of people talking about it. It's not my not my thing. So yeah, they were talking about it in a good way. I, I I heard people talking about watching it, and that's yeah. that's that's about where I was like, oh, I'm not going to watch that. So not because I'm not not because I'm knocking it. It's because I'm a fucking wuss. But go ahead. Yeah. So they basically they got one season out, and then they, Netflix okay. said. No, thank you. No. We don't want any more. So yeah. uh, we can just jump into this. So this begins in Alliance, Nebraska. Yeah. And we've got a teenage girl sitting extremely close to the television. Don't don't you remember your parents telling you you should not sit that close to the TV? It would be bad for your eyes. The only thing that I could think of was she was trying to keep the volume down so uh, she didn't wake okay. the kid up. And so she was like up close to the TV. So it would be down because this was before like everyone had headphones for the TVs. Yeah. Okay. That does make more sense. I was just like, what the fuck? That's uncomfortable. It hurts my eyes watching. Anyways. And she's like brushing her hair and then she hears a noise and she calls out for Jimmy. So we got Jimmy, who's the kid she's supposed to be babysitting in the closet on the ground uh, with an arrow through his head and blood down the side of his head, and He's I'm like, prankster. Well, I watch enough. I well, I know enough. Watch enough Supernatural. I'm like, is the kid already dead? I actually thought that for a minute. I was like, holy shit, that was fast. Um, but no, he's not. He's pretending, and it's cute. And but she asked if the blood was ketchup, and it looked nothing like ketchup. But if it was, ew. I agree with her. It was gross. Either way, it's gross. Like just having you have red shit everywhere, and Jimmy does graciously offer to go to bed if she lets him touch her boob. Because prepubescent boys are gross. They are. Teenage boys are also gross. Yes. So she gross. She she gets him to go to bed, and so she sits back down to continue watching her movie. And there's like, well, I did not. No- did you notice? Did you see what she was watching? No. 
It was Cujo. Cujo. I thought it was Cujo, but yeah, I Yeah, it really was Cujo. I don't like mean dog. I don't like mean dog. That I did not like. I do not like Cujo because the dog should nope. Does the dog die? Mm-mm. Nope. Don't like it. I'm, Anyways. I like, I like I like my big sweet teddy bears of dogs that I own. Um anyways, so she's like the dog like violent she, but then she hears a dog barking outside and you're like, Oh fuck, what's gonna happen? And but she looks outside and nothing's happening outside, but you do kind of see like it looks like somebody like they do that effect where it looks like something's watching the house. So like when you're watching this, you're like, oh shit, something's gonna come get her. But no. Um, yeah. we we cut to uh TV static and good old Jimmy's parents come home and she's asleep on the sofa, so they think. But dad reaches down to wake her to drive her home and blood on his hand. And ends up the side of her head is fucking ripped open. Half her face is gone. It's just like, gone. Clawed off. Yep. And then he has a very manly moment where he calls her his wife. Oh. Francine! Francine! Uh, so we've got our uh, enter the Winchester brothers uh, as FBI agents Paige and Plant. Like you said, they're on their classic rock train again. Uh, and back to Zeppelin. Yeah. And they want to see, they're talking to the corner. They want to see Amber's body. Um, and uh, basically they, the I mean, they, they said that he had, they had heard that something clawed through her skull and the Emmy's like, uh, did you read my report? Mm, yeah. They thought it was a wolf, but nope. We found a press on nail in the fucking, in her temporal lobe. So she must've done it to herself. <gasps> yeah. It's pretty gross. <laughs> And then they like make jokes about like phantom itches and drugs. I mean, not jokes, but like. Weapons. Well, and then also once you start, like, I do appreciate the they both start scratching because when somebody <laughs> says like, I'm going to scratch right now. Yep, yep. Because yeah. you said yeah. scratching, right now. I'm like, damn it, my nose is still my nose. Is, you can't tell my, my nose is always itching. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to go then cut to the Greer house where. Sam is asking odd questions, and those parents are just taking it like champs. Oh, cold spots. I'm going to ask some odd questions for cold spots in your house. Like, okay. Anyways, so, but Dean sees Jimmy hanging off in the other room, and he's like, "Mm, Jimmy, I know you're lying. Jimmy, I know you're lying. Jimmy, I know you're lying. And Jimmy finally gives in. Well, I think Dean is also, like, playing on, like, this authority figure to him. And I'm like, hey, you're just instituting this hatred of of law enforcement early. I mean, fine. You might as well start hating them young. But it's just, you know, nothing's going to work out well for this child. Uh, So, and then Dean, so after Dean plays bad cop, we find out what actually happened. Itching powder on her brush. That little fucking shit. Yeah, you little shit, Jimmy. No, I'm glad you didn't get to touch her boob. And Sam says that it's just ground up maple seeds. And according to plentyfun.com, and they've never lied to me. Why would they? Um, yeah, uh, itching powder, are they are generally made from natural ingredients and are really harmless, pretty much harmless. Yeah. Um, sometimes they are made from the seed pods of maple trees, and they say they feel like a prickly pear when you rub that against your skin. Uh, but that's actually the least severe of the natural of all the itching powders. Mm. There are other ones that use roses. That sounds unpleasant, and also a tropical being called Mucuna prurient, some fuck like that. And that was originally used as a cure for when you lost sensation in your skin. They would rub that, but then someone was like, "Ah, this is funny." 
I guess. Um, huh. And in 2017, dozens of students had to be sent home from a Georgia school after an itching powder prank went awry. And um, but thankfully, none of them were seriously injured. And the students who participated in the prank were given consequences, according to the Cobb County School District Code of Conduct. So typically, it you it's fine. It's harmless, but... That's so, I think I vaguely remember that happening. I remember something about that. I mean, oh, also God. in this day and age, though, that's got to be terrifying. Like, there is this white powder terrible. and you're itching. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Not, itching powder is not your first thought. No, no it is not. So, it is something way worse. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But also it's like. When it's at a school, something happens at a school, you're like, oh, thank God. That's all it was. All right. So, um, yeah. So they've got this fucking itching powder and uh, Sam, and as they're walking to the car and trying to figure it out. And, but basically she scratched her brains out. Which is upsetting. Also, moderately impressed with the press on nails because all of them were on except for the one that was inside her skull when Did they showed her hand. Did you just use the one though? Well, I don't know. That'd be hard to do because it was like big claw marks on her. And while I did have press-on nails then, obviously it was not that long ago. Press-on nails have been around for a long time. But modern press-on nails, like, because I wear acrylics, but I don't know press-ons. But the ones they make now are, like, way better. So I'm kind of surprised they could stay on through that trauma. That's my commentary on your nails. So... There we go. So they're back at the metal, uh, back at the hospital with the medical exam or the coroner again. And it's um, a sad scene. It is. And uh, there was a guy who was electrocuted. They don't know how. No. And they just keep saying that this guy just the man. The man, There was a guy with him and just keep saying it was just a joke. He shook his hand with one of the prank buzzers. Yep. And That's so. Joke story. From a drugstore. And so this is something I honestly did not know until I started watching the show that the hand buzzers aren't really like they aren't buzzers at all. They mm-hmm. just like vibrate in your hand and that makes you feel like you're getting shocked. So yeah, you shouldn't actually like feel anything electric from them. So mm-hmm. we cut no to battery. The, There's no yeah. battery. There's no electrical charge. It's literally just vibration. It's like a like a coil vibration thing in the, inside yeah. of it. It's a spring. It's a spring. Yeah. 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 So Dean gets suited up to test this buzzer now because uh, they, he got to figure out how this electrocuted this guy to death. And Sam calls him Mr. Wizard, which I love a good Mr. Wizard. Yes. But they also, they look adorable in their, in their little protective, protective gear. They do. And he gets all suited up and presses the buzzer into a giant leg of ham pork ham? shoulder ham yeah yeah big old chunk of pork and it electrocutes the fuck out of this pork roast and cooks it through basically yeah and honestly if that was a real thing um you could t- shark tank here i come very efficient and very quick i'm in i'm in if i can get a whole ham done in like 10 seconds fuck right yes i gotta do one in the i'm doing one in the crock pot later this week it's gonna take fucking hours and you see, like ham. He's, I'm doing well. I'm not ham. I'm doing. I'm doing a pork roast, but still. And uh, Dean says that'll do, pig, and starts fucking reaching and starts eating it. And it's very tender. Did you notice? It just pulled apart like a good, like a good pork roast should. Like, all right, that did cook nicely. 
It did. And I, apparently, according to the prop master, Chris Cooper, uh, it was a giant pain in the ass because this is a television show. So when you have to have, mul- you have to have multiples of everything, right? Because you're constantly, <laughs> like, you're shifting cameras and things like that. And he is like, also, when you're cutting pieces off of a giant ham, getting them to look the same is also a problem. And he was like, on top of that, like, you don't just cook pork shoulder and get a ham. And the ham has to be cured. And there's, like, always of curing it made you change colors blah 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 uh but this also goes back to the you know the writers just fucking with jensen so much because think of all the ham between this scene and the next one he ate, he ate so much so much. i'm i'm betting jensen ankles still doesn't eat ham i'm pretty sure that's a lot i mean i like pork but i'm not a big ham person i know it's the same thing but it's not <laughs> yes it's exactly the same thing. They're just different cuts of it. Well, that's how it's cured and, and cooked, too. I mean, that's... But all ham is pork. Yeah. I don't... All pork it. is not ham. But... Right. Yeah. Yeah. But now, every once in a while, I get craved. But the thing is, like, for, and for lunch meats, like, I can't... I crave them, but I want them, like, for a day. Like, I don't want to have to, like, go to the grocery store and, like, buy the deli meat because inevitably that deli meat goes bad in my fridge and then I feel like an asshole because they wasted food. And, yeah. Anyhow, so that's Liz on Ham. <clears throat> All right. Know. So uh, <gasps> Sam has Ooh. deduced that there is probably the only, there is a link between these. Right. There has to be a link between the buzzer and the powder. But they are from different places, different products, but they were both purchased at the same store in town. So they have to go to the Conjurarium. What a great name. I like it. I would go to any store named the Conjurarium. (gasps) Conjurarium. Uh, And uh, Dean gets very excited about a whoopee cushion and has to make that purchase, which is very Dean's, though. It's on brand for sure. It is. And they get welcomed in and hit this by the owner of the shop, who is definitely wearing a um, <laughs> Siegfried. I think Siegfried it's Siegfried. Shirt. Siegfried Siegfried shirt with the with the tiger with the white tiger on it. It's pretty amazing. And um, the so the brothers are asking this guy, the owner of the of the shop, about the buzzer and about the itch powder and they kind of get him on a roll like where he's talking shit about the kids that come in the store like kids just they just come in here and break shit they're only interested in their iphones and kissing vampire movies um it's funny and and they kind of like hype him into like well you're angry about this right trying to like say like oh this guy's fucking a witch that's like cursing this shit and making this happen but instead Dean puts a rubber chicken down on the countertop, which is weirdly metal. That doesn't happen very often. Just saying. Convenient for this, for the shoot, but whatever. And presses the hand buzzer into it and like fries melts this fucking rubber chicken, which was actually really funny, I thought. It was, yeah, that was a a very good effect and gross. Great. Yeah, very gross. And this guy is fucking traumatized. So he's obviously not the big, scary, mean witch. He is not a powerful witch. And they're just like, oops, sorry. Oops, sorry. But also, and, uh, one thing I don't understand is the guy said, I have sold one. Exactly. Yeah. Why did you each. ask who they he sold it to? I thought that was weird, too. He knew exactly he had sold one thing of itching powder and one buzzer. And he knew that that's all he had sold. And that wasn't a question anywhere in the conversation. 
I also really want to know why there was a mannequin in a full tuxedo and a rainbow clown wig in the background at this shop. Because I don't know what that has to do with magic and or pranks. Because that guy was clearly lonely. <laughs> it was just weird. Everybody has to have a friend, even Siegfried dude. Uh, so we uh, we then switch to a dad and, and a young girl who is being tucked into her bag. Yeah. And he's explaining to her how the tooth fairy works. He's going to put his tooth, her, her tooth that fell out under her pillow so she can get her quarter. And she is like, nah, nah, don't trust this shit. I don't like it, dad. Don't fucking like it. And she says, so some freak is going to come in my room while I'm sleeping and take my tooth. Sounds scary. No, thank you. And I kind of love this child. I think she's great. And I wish like she was my niece. Hmm. Not my child, yeah. just my niece. Just your niece. And so she waits till dad goes to sleep and she sneaks out of her bed and puts her tooth under dad's pillow. Boom. That's right. That's how you handle your shit, girl. You're like, oh, she's really? Like, no. You think this fairy? I mean, granted, she does have fairies all over her room. She does. But she's just like, no, I don't want this one. No, that this one sounds disgusting. And this one is a little bit tra traumatic. I mean, well, like this is a little bit this is, but, um, and so dad's like rolls over in bed. There's a light outside his window and he kind of rolls over and looks up and there is a full grown man with a beard and a fairy costume hovering over him. <laughs> uh, yes. Also, I, any man who looks like this, please wear this as your Halloween costume. It's oh brilliant. God. I love this tooth fairy so much. Uh, and uh, tells him to hold still because he might feel a little pinch and pulls out some fucking pliers and starts ripping this dad's teeth out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tooth fairy. Not that great. Yep. So, uh, well, Diana, like, in, like, you do that. I'm like, yeah, I've had most of my teeth yanked out. It ain't fun. All right. So, we I had a lot of teeth yanked out. Like, my baby teeth wouldn't fall out when I was a kid, so most of them were extracted. No. Because I'm still, that's, that's where my. Don't like uh, it. So we cut to this guy who is now in the hospital with his mouth real swollen. Because apparently, uh, the, um, well, first we do get Dean hitting on Nurse Jen. Real creepy. Uh, and, uh, we, we get the description of the person that pulled out the dad's teeth. As a uh, five foot ten, three hundred fifty pounds, with wings and a tutu, fucking tooth fairy. I think he was fat shaming him. I don't think that guy weighed three hundred and fifty pounds. Well, I, I mean, mean, I I also feel like it'd be very difficult to identify someone's approximate height and weight if they're hovering over your face, over your body in bed, and ripping your teeth out. I just don't think I'm going to be really good at estimating those things in that situation. Man, that's why most witness statements aren't generally accurate, right? Uh, well, but, you know, the, the fairy was nice, and he did leave him 32 quarters. Oh, my God. One for every tooth he took. Uh, but then, like, also, they're like, oh, check out. Some other weird shit's happening. Yeah. Yeah, because all the, a bunch of kids upstairs have um, stomach problems because they were mixing Pop Rocks and Coke. Which, oops. And then I, was, I was always told you weren't supposed to do that. Um, and a guy whose face froze but Probably that just because you're going to get diabetes. No, because it was going to pop in your stomach. No, it's going it's to kill you with, with with the sugars. Um, and then a guy's face froze what way? And what way did his face freeze? 
If I was that way. What way is that? I made a face, kind of. Okay, what's even better is I can't see your camera right now because the internet's Uh, fucking up. So uh, I don't know if you made that face or not. So I will be surprised when I'm editing the video. Uh, So, but then Sam's like, let's add all this up and see what we get. Yeah. And so is it a trickster or God? It's all these lies that kids believe. So it's someone that has the sense of humor of a nine-year-old or Dean. Or Dean. And I did enjoy the whole bit where you know, Dean is going off about how he thought sea monkeys are real, like the sea monkey yes. wife cooks a pot roast, et cetera, et cetera. I also really wish that sea monkeys were real, and I kind of thought they were. Well, and that I always wanted like them. And then, like, my parents, like, would eventually I got to use them for, like, a, a science experiment. And I was like, I need to get brine shrimp for a science experiment. But it was really, I just wanted sea monkeys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I never did well at keeping my sea monkeys alive. They never, they never got to swim through a ring. But I always wanted like all the sea monkey, like, like there was like the like different the commercials. But you could get like the houses for them and like mm-hmm. all sorts of shit, like they could go through. And somehow my parents thought that was a bunch of crap. I wouldn't buy most of it for me. And I got like one or two things, but I think we got them once. But we always had like fish and cats. That was always our pets in our household growing up. So it was like. You have fish. Why didn't you fucking see? My parents didn't curse, but Jerry, yeah, um, you don't need any fucking sea monkeys. You got some goddamn fish over there. You grateful, ungrateful little brat. You enjoy your cat. God damn it! And those are exactly Diana's parents. Look yeah, it up. Tell them. So much like them. <laughs> yes, so that sounds like exactly them. like Bob. All right, so. <laughs> oh, so we're back at the motel, and uh, Dean is still eating the ham. Uh, and Sam has a map and he's figured out that all of these incidents that happen have happened within a two mile radius. Way to go, Detective Sam. Way yep. to go. And couldn't, so yeah, what's the you couldn't have just asked the dude. <laughs> what's the A bomb in the center? I could have just asked where the fucking stuff came from. Yeah. It's a farm with a house in the middle of it. So that's convenient. Uh, yeah. And uh, so Dean's like, well, is our motel inside of this? And of course, it and is it was. This is, like I know it ties into the theme, and it's funny, but it's still kind of gross. <laughs> when you think it's disgusting, because Dean pulls out his hand, and he's got a hairy bomb palm because he was jacking off because he was Thinking bored, and the nurse was hot, and so, but that's basically pubic hair on his hand. That is that is what they're saying. And I will say, uh, for the vast majority of people, it is impossible to grow hair on the palms of your hands or on the soles of your feet, for that matter. Mm. It has happened occasionally. Oddly enough, most of the cases that I saw in the articles I read were in the 70s. So in the 70s, a whole bunch of weird genetic malfunctions caused people to grow. Like, there was, like, whole families that had hairy palms huh. and shit. But, yeah. Because like even, even, like other mammals that are hairy don't have hair on the palms of their hands typically typically it's just a different type of skin and lack of follicles and things like that right i mean there was all sorts of science shit blah 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 but yeah no blah blah blah, biology blah 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 science and then the church is fucking with you because they want you to think masturbation is a sin hairy palms or you might go blind or you might go blind and he's very worried about it and so but i will tell you children jack off all you want you will not grow palms not child don't yeah i'm thinking children jesus i mean people of no children i don't 
care. Everyone, jack <laughs> off. Masturbate all you want. It's fine. Just, I was like, you're I'm not doing grow, it right you're not, now. Whatever, <laughs> whatever you're comfortable with, you're not going to grow hair on your palm. Whatever you do, blind. you will not grow. Yeah, unless like you're watching like way too much porn, then you may go blind just from staring. Or sitting, at, and you're sitting up to um, on, if you're watching it, TV, it's like, like Amber was. TV, um, you may go blind that way. But um, <gasps> anyhow, so Sam also gets this horror, horrific idea that Teen is going to use his razor to take yeah. care of his hands. Yeah, gross. Gross. So our uh, after Dean finishes shaving his hand, apparently. Uh, oh, and just imagine stubble on the palm of your hand. By the way, razor. You can get razor burn. <laughs> he gets an ingrown hair in his hand. <laughs> gross. All right. So um, they pull up to this farmhouse, and they're in their suits again. It's actually a really pretty scene at this house i was like oh that is fucking lovely it is lovely it is a little dilapidated however like the ivy is growing in the way that i want ivy to go across my house it looks like an evil witch lives there so i am down with it i thought it looked less evil witch it was just probably just like a little tired well but like evil witch i mean like uh the ants in practical magic kind of evil witch like I can so, bury like a guy in the backyard, nobody would know, but also I can make you tea and margaritas. And you're not like scared to go up the steps necessarily. Perhaps not. So uh Dean has the demon blade and Sam goes straight to the front door to try no, to No, it was Sam it was Sam who Ooh. has it, and it's not even sheathed. It's just like no. on his belt, like about to stab him in the leg. Yeah, it's a very weird place. Don't bend Sam, over, Sam. Like, if you bend over, like, you're going to cut your femoral artery. Yeah. And they go straight, though, to pick the lock. Like, no knocking. No checking if people are there. There's a fucking car in the driveway straight to lock picking. It's not bright. It's not. Very weird choice. And a kid opens the door. Won't tell them his name because stranger danger, probably. I don't blame him. He just busted them trying to pick his lock. And wants to know who they are. And he closely examines their FBI IDs. And, yeah, and then uh, Dean tells him, you can trust us. We're the authorities. And I'm like, no, child. Should be the opposite. Don't trust the authorities. All right. Should, there's okay to have a, it's okay to have a healthy mistrust of authority. Mistrust authority. <laughs> so uh, the kid's like, yeah, my parents are at work. And um, Sam's like, well, cool. We're just going to have some questions, which, by the way, they're not supposed to do without a legal guardian present. Um, but that's okay. That's because okay because they're, not, they're not actually FBI agents. So it's fine. I'm just saying this kid was very close examining this ID. He would probably know that if he's that close. He needs to know. You need to know your rights more, child. All right. We need to school you and what the cops are allowed to ask you when you're allowed to let them in your house. Like that should be the online safety program we're having for children now. Like next time it's, oh, October Cybersecurity Awareness Month is coming up like in a month. So maybe I'll like post that to my company and they're like, yeah, let's do things to educate the children. I'll be like, cool. Let's talk to them about their rights when the, and when cops need a warrant. Okay, we went on a basically. It basically, just needs to be like, what do your parents say is the answer actually for all of that. But that's okay. Uh, there we go. So the kid's kind of like the kid's making soup for himself on the stove, and Sam's like super like, oh look at you, fucking kid. Like no other kid's ever taken care of himself other than the than than Sam and Dean Winchester apparently in their minds. They're like, oh. All although i do think by this point latchkey kids are probably becoming less of a thing 
like i do do kids still do that do parents still let their kids go home and like just hang out by themselves like i don't know like yeah some maybe not every day probably not as much as we were where it's just like you're fine don't don't burn down the house okay yeah and so but sam kind of tries to bond with him about it and he's like in the and this child is like well i'm not a kid i'm like that's a weird is he just like saying that like kids say that or is something weird going on here it felt like he was saying it in the kid way like i'm not a kid you know like i'm nine it's supernatural yeah i know um but there is that but also then sam does lie to him and say that he's robert and the only reason i could think is because the kid looked at his id but i'm like oh we already Mm -hmm. see this like and obviously it's a theme that we'll we'll start running through, but you're just lying to this kid. Yeah. And um Dean sees some stuff on attached to the fridge, you know, like like happens with kids' schoolwork and things in art. And it's a drawing of the tooth fairy that looks frighteningly like the man who ripped out the, the other dad's teeth. Yes, and also like I would put it's that amazing. picture if I was that if I was his parents, I'd be like, "This is the most awesome tooth yeah. fairy picture I have ever seen." But so Dean's like, "Oh, you made this," and this kid is adamant. He knows. He knows exactly what he knows, and he's going to tell you. Yep, that's it. My dad told me about him, and it's you know, tooth fairy is not a story. And guess what? Itching powder will make you make you scratch your brains out. And pop rocks and coke, you mix them and you end up in the hospital. And a hand buzzer, you shouldn't use that. It'll electrocute you. So Dean says, can't shock you. It's a wind-up. It has no batteries. You can't shock you. And the kid's like, oh. So then Dean slams this one into freaking Sam's chest. And I was, even I was like, what the fuck? And you can tell Sam's like, what the fuck? But nothing yep. happens. Yep. And as they're leaving, Sam is like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and then Dean's like, I, I knew it wouldn't work. I had a hunch. I had a hunch. Not good enough. Not good enough. I so, and we see this creepy kid peeking out the window as they leave. And he's only, it's only creepy because he's peeking out the window weird. It's not really, this kid's not that creepy. No. So, uh, back at the motel, they're discussing and they figure out, so the kid's name is Jesse Turner. He was adopted. Uh, there's no father on record, but they've located the biological mother. So, of course, they're going to go find her and talk to her. Because yeah. they never talked to his adoptive parents, which I also think is kind of a weird, like, interesting thing. Like, we don't see Jesse Turner's parents, really, in this episode. I mean, like, once for a second. For that yeah, like, and knowing what we know, I mean, how do we know that his parents weren't in on this, right? Like, that they didn't adopt uh-huh. him because he was a demon child, like, to protect him. Or, like, part of some order. Like, you <laughs> You would talk to them. I would. Why are they not part of the conversation? Anyways, so we cut to this uh, in Elk Creek, Nebraska. This is your very, very, very unkempt house. Oh, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, I was confusing the two. Sorry, this is why I'm not a real estate agent. Um, So this is the house that has the good ivy growing up on it. And big, big overgrown grass and or bushes around the front and all that. And so we've got, once again, our, um, we're sticking with the FBI, uh, 
pseudonyms and outfits for this episode. Outfits, suits, because my outfits, their outfits, my outfit, uh, my, 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 the FBI <laughs> outfit today. Um, that's you know a black suit with a fitted white, uh, white shirt, Oxford mm-hmm. button down, skinny Skin tie, tie, but not too skinny. Uh, mm-hmm. we don't look like we're a rude boy, but you know, just like kind of like Reservoir Dogs is the look that I'm going for with this outfit. And as my accessories, I've always got to have my little fake flip badge flip badge flip badge and sometimes a knife it should be in a sheaf it doesn't go with my outfit so i may just stab myself in the thigh but it's part of it it's an accessory accessories all right so <laughs> oh uh and we hear um they knock on the door and you hear a bunch of locks undone and make has them put after she examines their badges through the mail chute uh, and so, like, I, I just want to be like, this is so fucking fake. Because yeah. I, I like I, looking at her, she should know who the fuck you know Paige and Plant are. Yeah. She just be like, mm-hmm. oh, you're not Led Zeppelin. No, you're not. So yeah, uh, get off my porch. Uh, but she's he says. So Sam tells her that they're asking questions about her son. She's like, I don't have one, and they're. And Sam's like, oh, the one that was born on this date. And she's like, well, fuck. So yeah, she lets him in. I will mm-hmm. say his date. I don't think it's important. It's March 29th, 1998, which mm-hmm. will I'll just, one well, makes me feel fucking old. But um, that doesn't seem like there's, I mean, that's a three, three, two, nine, one, nine, nine, eight. That's, I don't know. Does it add up to six up? Who knows? Okay. Anyways. But then Sam's just like, was it a normal pregnancy? <laughs> Yeah, and she's like, uh, actually, no. It was real strange because, uh, but when at that point, she's like, no, stay away from me and runs through the house when she's asked about this pregnancy. And they follow her. Uh, and the inside of the house is nicer than the outside, I noticed. Like, it's still like a little bit like dated and like, but it was like at least cared for inside. That's because she never wants to leave the house. Never leave the yeah. house. Never leave Which the I house. Which I understand now because she goes and like runs herself into the pantry. And as they run in, she like chunks a shit ton of salt against them. She does. She does. And she's surprised they're not demons. <gasps> and they're like, wait, what the fuck? How do you know about demons? So they sit down. And this is when they get to sit down and have a talk. And, um, yeah. And she's having tea. And she's like, yeah, I was possessed. And I was remember all no of biggie. it no big well she was possessed and she remembers hurting people killing people people begging for their lives blood all of it and uh and that's where she because when she was possessed her body was possessed she picked up tricks like the salt and she was possessed for nine months yep through her and pregnancy and birth yep and she had a very terrible and traumatic birth by herself in a room like you could have picked a. Is there like fencing in there? Like it just looked like a very cyclone fencing, a very stressful place to put to to give birth. Thanks, demon. Right? Like you think the demon at least would be check her into like a A maternity ward or something? You know, at a minimum. But while she was doing that, just mainly because like it was so tiring, because giving birth is stressful, and that particularly looked very stressful. And the demon was like, whew. Well, she said she was super, she said it was incredibly painful, but that, and that the demon was enjoying it, but that the demon, or the demon was happy and that they used her body to give birth to this child. And I was just like, whoa, that is like, think about how like fucked level of like 
consent and like vi- feeling violated. You were forced to like participate in murdering people and carry a baby that you didn't choose to be impregnated with. Yeah, that's a whole new reproductive rights conversation. Uh, but she does like manage to take control and she fed right. herself rock salt until it cock smoked out. And I will say children, rock the ingestion of rock salt can lead to diarrhea, vomiting, seizures, fatigue, unusual drooling, disorientation, and long-term damage to the gastrointestinal fat- tract. Salt poisoning is a common problem among pets that have eaten it. So as if you live in a in a climate uh, which is not Texas, or at least not the Texas I live in, and you're required to have rock salt for your driveway and other things, keep it away from your pets. And if you're possessed by a demon, highly don't recommend eating it unless it is an absolutely last resort. Yeah. Because Makes nobody sense. wants unusual drooling. So... Now she's alone with this baby that, she, and she's like, just felt like immediately like she wanted to kill it, but she couldn't bring herself to do that. So she put it up for adoption. Reasonable. So she asked, yeah. So she asked the brothers if it's human. And he's like, yeah. She also lets out the fact that she was a virgin. Yeah. So that's how she knows that this was not a. And maybe we'll get into it later, but. I don't get it. I don't buy it. I don't understand it. Because well, I mean, she wouldn't have been a virgin. That means that I feel like the demon chose to go have sex with something. I guess. So did the demon have sex, and then she got pregnant, and then like it went into that? Because but they don't really say that. She just said that she was a virgin. It kind of goes back right. to what you were talking about in episode three about whether or not Jimmy Novak then becoming Cassiel reborn is still a virgin. I think they just need to stop using that word. That and then, but it also ties back into we talk about like the conflict yeah. about the demon blood. Because, how if she didn't like, if she like, how is this half demon if she's if she didn't have, she didn't have sex possessed? with it? How did the cells mix? Why does this happen more often? And typically, within most, and we'll get to this a little, we actually won't, so I'll just talk about it now. Uh, typically, though, um, within like demon lore and mythology, you. demons and humans can't have babies it is not a normal thing uh typically like the way that it had to happen was like this like the demon had to jack off somewhere and then they had to get inseminated with the sperm which maybe that's what happened maybe like they had like a demon friend come by and was just like and then like she like that demon like took it and was like turkey basted it up into her so she was still a virgin did the demon have hairy palms the demon may have had hairy palms just asking at this point (laughs) so artificial demon insemination yeah it's a it's maybe there's a whole like like you know fertility clinic for demons Yeah, that that intro, that that would also cost way more than the other one which already costs way too much way more than normal ivf yeah way more that's that's extra uh yeah so there we go um but Dean, but uh, Dean and and Sam let her Julia is her name. We find is uh, know that 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 Jesse's a good kid. Not that they know him very well. They had a really weird interaction with him very quickly. But whatever. So yeah, they I feel to- like they got they got like really attached to this child very fast, very, and they didn't really talk quickly. to him that much. No. So they go back to their motel because they they need help. And so who's their help? 
obviously Castiel. And um, Castiel's like, yeah, y'all are super lucky that you found this fucking kid because we got to kill his ass. <laughs> Which is not the, I don't think, what Dean was expecting. Like, whoa, what, what? Nope. Like, he's no, a, killing he's children a- is not on their to-do list typically. And uh, they, they say say as much. And Castiel's like, no, it's half demon, half human. What more powerful powerful than either one? It is a hybrid and the fucking Antichrist. And then he sits on a whoopee cushion. And it's a very long whoopee cushion. Yes. And oddly enough, uh, when this was first being shot, like the boys and I think Misha as well were just like, we can't do this. This is stupid. It's not going to be funny. It's not going to, it's not going to land. And Kripke was like, just basically like, no, no, I trust, trust me. Like it's going to work. It's going to work. And then once they started shooting the scene, it was just too like hilarious. Like they couldn't get through it because they couldn't stop laughing. Because I don't care funny. how old you are, whoopee cushions are fucking funny. It was funny. They they always are. Like, and you're like, no, nah, I'm too old to like laugh at. You'll laugh. You will always laugh at a whoopee cushion. So, but Cass does say something very interesting in there. He he calls uh, says, you know, a half demon, half human is a cambio, a cambion, a taco, and oh, a taco. What a taco, taco. Demon tacos. Yeah. But so he's just like, you know him as the Antichrist. And so I will say that for millennia, uh, people have just been identifying or predicting who or what is the Antichrist. And there's just so much shit out there. It's really hard to get through. So, Diana, we're going to test your knowledge about the Antichrist on our new game show. It's the Antichrist Game Show. Yay! Antichrist Game Show. Woo-hoo. All right. All right. Let's are do you, this. Are you ready? You ready to answer sure. questions? All sure. right. Question number I one. I should have studied. You should have. I, I told you on the way, like, why? You had the whole weekend at my house. All the books were out. Like, this is the place. You could have studied Where's up. You hint? didn't. Yep, yep. All right, fine. You chose to watch dumb animal videos, whatever. All right, so let's go to our questions. All right, first question. What did the head of the Russian Orthodox Church, uh, Patriarch Krill, say was what ushering in the apocalypse? Was it A, Pussy Riot, B, Vladimir Putin, C, cell phones, or D, the KGB? What's either Pussy Riot or cell phones? my guess i'm gonna go with pussy riot close but no it was cell phones um oh. uh patriarch krill said uh the, the the antichrist is planning to control the entire human race with technology and gadgets okay. like smartphones and the internet he is definitely a putin alley and everyone is also pretty sure he was in the kgb and while he yeah. said pussy riot was doing the work of satan and should be punished he did not call them the antichrist Okay. All right. So question number two. Which of these tech giants have been named as potential antichrist? A, Elon Musk. B, Steve Jobs. C, Mark Zuckerberg. Or D, Bill Gates. It can't be all of the above. It is all of the above. 
<gasps> Duh. Like, oh, All right. So Elon Musk <sighs> totally being called the Antichrist um, as he is a false savior figure, a likable, debatable man with a dark agenda to colonize Mars, advance artificial intelligence, make driverless cars, and build tunnels through the Earth. All clearly things the Antichrist would do. Uh, sure. Steve Jobs is also totally thought to be the Antichrist. Uh, the proof is in things like he sold his first Apple One computer for $666.66 to Signal hmm. Code 66. And his allegiance with the Masonic Antichrist beast and the company symbol was an apple with a bite out of it. Ooh. Sus, sus, sus. Obviously, Zuckerberg metaverse highway to hell we all know that right we're just writing that there and bill gates uh this has been around for a while yeah that one might be right yeah uh, yeah based (laughs) on uh, clippy and how the fact that it took me three hours to make a 17 page microsoft document last week because the fucking formatting kept going off because you're a fucking antichrist bill gates and we know it because your name and ascii code uh is creates a series of numbers that equals 666 as do windows 95 that's fucking true as shit like we know windows 95 full-on satanic and so does ms dos version 6.11 there is also an easter egg in a couple of versions of excel 95 and if you press Control alt shift uh while clicking the tech support button uh the, a window would open up with a doom-like hallway marked as the hall of tortured souls hmm. totally right. proof totally proof all right yeah. all right third question Father Vincent Michelli, who wrote not only The Antichrist and the page turner, woman priests, and other fantasies, thought we did the following three things were the perfect medium for spreading the ideals of the Antichrist. Was it A, dirty jeans, wild rhythms, and electrified music? B, the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit? C, sex lines, sex lies and videotapes? Or D, bacon, lettuce, and tomato? Not A. It was, in fact, a dirty jeans, wild rhythms, and electrified music, citing the Rolling Stones. The fun stuff. The stuff we all love. Uh, actually, I don't <laughs> love dirty jeans, except they fit better. Um, citing the Rolling Stones hit single Sympathy for the Devil and Street Fighting Man, Michelli warns of the seduction of youth into an apocalyptic revolution. The result is apocalyptic revolution. Also needed my next album. Uh, the result is that today millions of youth will groove with rock music, but tomorrow they will be passively submissive to the cadences of some demagogue behind whose tyranny will be the controlling power of the puppet master, Satan, and all the forces of hell. Wow. Oh, that's a, that's a, that is some good words, man. It is. <laughs> it is so good. I appreciate that. I will also share with you the picture of the cover of women priests and other fantasies. And it's like this green Satan demon with a woman priest, like holding a chalice in the communion. And he's got her eyes covered. It's chef's kiss. It's just some of the most beautiful cover art I have seen in a while. All right. Number four. According to William Tapley, self-proclaimed third equal of the apocalypse and the co-prophet of these end times determined that within the One Direction video, Steal My Girl, a secret message from the Illuminati named who as the Antichrist? Was it A, Harry Styles, B, the BBC, C, Taylor Swift, or D, Danny DeVito? 
Well, I mean, personally, I'd find Taylor Swift to be the more believable answer, but I'm going to go. But I'm going to go with Harry Styles. It actually was Danny DeVito. That's so weirder. it is All even right. weirder. So Danny DeVito plays a director who shows up in a Cadillac Eldorado uh, with six 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 in the license plate. It's not consecutive, but you know that's part of the, the message, right? You've got to you've got to figure that out there. And since he's so short, he does match the anti reference of Little Horn. And also his last name refers to the Antichrist Lost Tribe of Dan. And just to seal the deal, the band does carry a red couch and that is clearly a sign for war, a.k.a. the horseman. Sure. 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 All right. Our last question. Finally, which supernatural actor has been the subject of online rumors that the Westboro Baptist from the Westboro Baptist church, that he is the antichrist. Was it a Jared Padalecki B Jensen Ackles C Mishan Collins or D podcast nemesis, Rob Benedict. I'm going to go with Misha. You are correct. It was Misha. And apparently this sprung from a Yahoo Yahoo's answer, which I guess is like the core of things, like asking questions and yeah. bullshit, whatever. And this guy said that random acts, Misha's charity, uh, their logo represented the devil because it had a red font and a crooked halo, which, you know, appropriate for a fallen angel. Uh, he also noted that he interned at the White House, which could indicate grand plans for the future. Uh, Misha did explain all of this at the Emerald City Comic Con in 2013 when he did confirm that he is in fact the antichrist and he is relieved that this is all out in the open so there we go misha collins is the antichrist and supernatural ends here this is the trick that nobody saw coming in this episode it's not the child (sighs) but in fact it's misha (sighs) well let's go back to uh misha and his whoopee cushion that is just ing out as he explains what he believes the Antichrist is, which we all know is just a cover to show. Because it's really him. Because obviously. it's him. Yeah. So he's explaining that it, it's not the son of the, the Antichrist is not the son of the devil. It's just demon spawn. And it's super uncommon, but it's also the devil's greatest weapon in the war against heaven. Which is weird. But anyways. And Dean refers to Jesse as a uh, demonic howitzer <laughs> and asks why he's there and no one's watching him. And then Castiel explains that, hey, you know, it's because he's untraceable by by angels or demons and the demons have been looking for him real fucking hard. They lost him, though, because when she put him up for when so when Julia overpowered her possessor and gave him for adoption it allowed the demons to lose track of jesse yep and so Cass is convinced that the demons are gonna find jesse and they're gonna twist Mm -hmm. him into their own weapon and he is going Mm -hmm. to nuke all the angels yeah and but sam and you are like we just can't kill a fucking kid they're like just swoop in and kill this kid we're the good guys yeah this is like finally like we've reached the limit and the line yep yep 
And Dean, and so basically Dean just wants to kidnap it and take it to Bobby's house. And Caster's like, no, 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 that'll be worse. But then Sam. Well, Sam called, Castiel calls out Sam earlier on. He's like, what, a year ago, you would have done whatever it fucking takes to win this war and, or to end this war. And now you're not willing to take this kid out. And so that's when, the, and Sam's like, yeah, things change. And Dean really kind of closely observes this exchange. Cause I think it all, this ties in pretty strongly to Sam trying to prove his desire for redemption, not revenge. So I thought that was an important quick tidbit. I think so. But yeah, there, um, yeah, Castiel's like, yeah, you, there's all the things that are happening in this town right now. Th- Jesse's fucking happy. You think if you kidnap this kid that he's going to be happy? No, he's going to be upset and more like shit that's way more fucked than this is going to be going on at Bobby's. Yep. And then and we it's go, dangerous. yeah, it's dangerous. And then we go back to this other thing that's apparently bubbling between Sam and Cass. I didn't even know about. Mm-hmm. And, and he's just like, Sam's like, look, we got to give this kid a choice. Free will, right? This is routine free will. Yeah. Let him pick the, between the dark side and the good side. Make him, let him choose to not go that way. We just tell him the truth, what he is, the apocalypse is coming and maybe he'll make the right choice to not go dark and follow the demons. And Castiel gets right up in his face and says, you didn't, and I can't take that chance. Oh! And then he flaps away. But that burn left a mark. Oh, that Ooh. was quite an insult. And like, ouch, man! Like, ouch. Yeah, I literally wrote "ouch" real big because then Cass out. He like leaves. Ooh. So we cut to Julia, the mom. And of course, mailman walks up. She's like leaving her house. Mailman walks up at night, which is weird, in the middle of nowhere, startles her. And she's like, oh, I'm a little shaky. He's like, yeah, talking to the Winchesters will do that to you. So, you know, shit's fucked. (laughs) So he's, he possessed, we know. Yeah. And, um. And then he so repossesses he her. Yeah. And it, that's very really, sad. This poor, this poor, this poor woman. woman. <laughs> I wrote that down. Like this poor woman, how fucking traumatized must she be? Like all, I mean, like you can tell, like she barely leaves the house. That's why she has all these locks on this door. She's like freaking given birth to some child that she didn't even like know she was having, I guess. I don't even know how that all worked. That's complicated and hard to process. It's all fucking weird. And, and this then- poor woman has just been used and abused by demons horribly and you just can't find a therapist for this there is like no therapist that's going to take your case on and understand that you have a fear of repossession and then like you have this fear of repossession and it fucking happens oh yeah yeah i would be like at that point i'd probably be like i'm just gonna go find a bunch of drugs that is like i would just be like we're just done we just check out we done yeah so we cut to little jesse getting water in his house in the middle of the night and who appears but castiel oh no because castiel wants to kill this kid <gasps> and apparently he like has the balls to do it that's upsetting yeah that seems dark. like an angel shouldn't be able to do that even though we know angels are dicks it's still weird to me. emma is like no actually i have no problem with it like yeah uh I hasn't ever thought angels were nice. But anyway, so, uh, but then Cass lies to him and he was mm-hmm. like, you know, like, I won't hurt you. And yeah. but he's got the knife behind his back and the kid's like, well, dude, my mom and dad are here. He's like, they won't wake up. Ugh, what 
That's creepy. That's creepy. creepy. But right when Castiel's about to stab Jesse, the our Winchester brothers rush in the door. Yay. Uh, so the boys break in and Dean's like, was there a guy in a trench coat? And they just pull out the cutest action figure of Cass. Little tiny action figure of Cass. With a little tiny knife. Little He's tiny a little knife. knife. Little stabby knife in the air. A little stabby knife. And that was made by a local sculptor. And so, yeah, it was, it was, it was a brilliant fucking action figure. And I'm sure That's it's for okay. sale somewhere. And send it to me. It's fine. Um, okay. So Jean, Jess is like, Jesse is like, was that your friend? And he's like, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. 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 We don't know the guy that was just trying to kill you. Of course not. And so, but, but now Jesse's like, how did I do that? Like, how did I turn this human being, human being or person, whatever it is, into a fucking action figure? So Dean starts to tell him a story about how Jesse's a superhero. Superman minus the cape and go-go boots. Uh, and that tells, it's trying to explain that D- Dean and Sam are from a secret government agency and their job is to find kids with powers and he's gonna, they're going to take him to their hidden base to learn how to fight evil in South Dakota. Like X-Men. <laughs> so much like X-Men, we even have a guy in a wheelchair. Yep. <gasps> oh. And I... <sighs> yep, so full-on fucking just like lies to this kid. And... Well, I mean, I guess like it's not... I mean, it's... It's it is false. It is lies. Yes, but it's bordering on truth. Yeah, this kid's got like I mean, like how do you explain to this? I mean, it's a little bit like of a softer way to explain to a child that hey, you're half fucking demon, and we're gonna throw you at this compound so you don't end the world. Like this is kind of like a little gentler way. Like hey, why don't we? You got superpowers, and we're gonna teach you how to use them for good. (laughs) Like kind of the same thing, but also like I mean, I'm I mean. Kids tend to like me because, I mean, I tend to understand, like, how people, like, most kids just want to be treated like adults. And this child clearly thinks of himself as That's older. True. This kid does. Yeah, like, for sure. This is, like, a, this isn't a child who needs to, I think, need to have things coddled. cookie-cuttered. Yeah, he doesn't need to be yeah. coddled. Like, I would feel like this is, like, just that type of soul that it's, like, you need to have just a one-on-one straight-up talk. Like, to me, like I would look at this kid and be like, "Nah, that's that shit ain't gonna work." And Sam kind of gets that. You can see that in the background. He's like, mm, "This is what you went with, Dean." Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I, that makes sense. That makes sense. Well, it doesn't really matter though because at this point in time, we get a demon fling and Bean hits the wall, <laughs> and good old repossessed Julia enters the room. She says she can't. Uh, she tells Sam that she can't hurt uh him he calls him a dreamboat because of orders but hurting dean is encouraged and she starts basically and so she flings you know so both of them are pinned against the wall now with the demon fling and she's having fun flinging dean back and forth to beat him up a little bit but basically she starts telling jesse that everything he's ever been told is a lie his parents are lying because they're not his real parents that he's adopted that Sam and Dean are lying because he's not a fucking superhero. He's half human and half quote one of us. And yeah, I was like, hmm. And so Dean's like, yeah, a fucking demon. And Julia doesn't like that very much. Possessed Julia doesn't like that. So um, everybody's lying to this kid, and she's not going to. Everybody told you these lies. The Tooth Fairy about toys, all of this shit. 
and they what they love you so much that you made they made your entire life a lie because what she's trying to do is a psychological extraction of him from the life that he knows from his parents and from the people he trusts she's trying to pull him out from that and that's she's, why she's doing that she's manipulating him like a cult leader or like you know any typical abuser we're gonna take isolate you from mm-hmm. your family and but also to a kid like or anybody else who is of that mind like she's not wrong like Right. everybody here is lying to you about what's going on and if you just get with us like we're gonna tell the truth no more lies mm-hmm. i'm your mom like what like uh, there's a whole bunch of shit to be like get thrown at you and you can cleanse it all and you're because you're powerful mm. and not be treated like a child again also somebody shows up and tells you you were a chosen one yeet uh, yeah. always yeet yeet, yeet. And so Jesse's mad because she's, she's done this intentionally and got him fired up and he balls his fist and lights start flickering. There's fire in the fireplace. There's glass breaking. And so we're getting a little taste. We saw Jesse, like the results of Jesse, happy Jesse. Now we're starting to see like the destructive potential of angry Jesse. And, um, so Sam's trying to like calm it down. Cause he's like, look, yeah, we lied. We did. We did. I, I confess, but I'm going to tell you the truth now. And she tries to stop, talk, stop him from, from talking. And, but Jesse's like, Nope, you stop. I want to hear what he has to say. And, uh, she, so he tells her to sit down and shut up, but a chair pushes up behind her and then she can't talk anymore. It's kind of cool. The most beautiful superpower that was ever created. Being able to tell someone sit down and shut up and like having them sit down and shut up. Mm. Yeah. Dream. So Sam Sam explains who she is about the war between angels and demons, and that no matter whether he wants it or not, Jesse has a part in it. Um, and Jesse's like, "I'm just a fucking kid." You know, I can't fucking. I just curse too much. I'm just a kid. And Sam, no, like, he was literally like, "I'm a fucking kid." Like he totally <laughs> cursed. So it's like that's another child he is. Oh. And Sam's like, "Look, yeah, you can go with Julia. You have a choice. You can go with Julia, and uh, but know that millions of people will die." And it's true that you're half a demon, but you're also half human, so you can make choices. And the wrong choices, if you make the wrong choice, it will haunt you for the rest of your life, which is a lot of pressure to put on a child. <laughs> like, it's totally your choice, but if you make the wrong one, you're going to regret it for fucking ever. Yep. And then he was like, this, like, best, like, kid line ever. Like, why are you telling me this? And I, I've also, you know, I've felt like that for you know, the past two years, too. It's just like, why are you telling me this? Like, just stop telling us things. And yeah, so I get you, kid. Like, I, I feel you. And he's just like, just stop telling me. I don't want to know. Yeah. So, but Sam's like, no, I believe you can make the right choice, even if I couldn't. And, Jesse turns to repossess Julia and says, and just calmly says, get out of her. And they cock smokes out the chimney. Yep. And as a result, Jean, Dean falls off the wall. His Gravitron yeah. is over. Mm-hmm. And Dean thinks the kid is awesome. Yeah. And now, so Julia is now unconscious on the floor and Dean tries to explain that Castiel is a good guy. Just was very confused and wants it to be turned back. But they're like, Jesse's a little hesitant on that one still. And then Dean Um, smartly lets that go. Yeah. But Dean does say, look, we're going to take you somewhere safe. We'll get you trained up um, and and it'll be fine kind of a deal. But Jesse doesn't know if he really wants to fight. Uh, And he feels like he's just a freak. But um, they explain that he really can't stay there because the demons are coming. They now know where he is. 
and that it's going to be dangerous for his parents if, if they if he brings his parents with him but also we get back to the freak thing and so when jesse says he's a freak sam actually says we're kind of freaks ourselves and so for the first time like sam is saying this without being i'm a freak and he's like no we're we're kind of freaks too instead of more accepting of it yeah and I mean, this kid, like I said, like, he's really smart for his little age. Like, I think he's got a very adult demon soul. And, you know, he just is just like, uh. And frankly, someone told me, like, again, like, you were chosen. We're going to come and train you to fight in the demon war. I'd probably be like, no, thank you. Pass. I would yeah, really so, like I wanted to catch to up same- on like this reality TV show I'm watching like there's other shit I want to do I have shit like, on my DVR I haven't caught up on yet I mean and he's a kid too he's just like man I had this kickball game scheduled and there was this other kid and like he's been taking my money and now I finally convinced him that we're friends like yeah. I got shit to do I don't I can't fight your demon war hmm. so he wants to go but he does want to go say goodbye to his parents um because he knows like he knows that he's got to make a choice um and he goes and peeks in on his parents sleeping and then um goes in the other goes into his own room he lays down his bed and then he sits up and he's looking at all his wall of posters like like a young boy may have and instead of other sports for a young man in nebraska I don't blame him for having surf posters all over his wall of Australia and Hawaii. And I remember at this moment that earlier in the episode, they made a reference. I guess Yale had told the brothers that in just a blink of an eye, the, this kid with his power could be halfway around the world. So Australia, Hawaii, I mean, Nebraska is not looking too sweet now or South Dakota for that matter. And I feel like it's most people like who live in Nebraska, like where you have the power to suddenly not be in Nebraska. Most of them would probably take it. I mean, I'm sure it's beautiful countryside or something, uh, but it's fucking cold. So I know that I've been to Nebraska uh, when it's not cold. I still okay. would blink out in a minute. <laughs> Noted. Uh, so the brothers are our Winchester brothers are downstairs, and they realize that Jesse's been gone for a while. So they go up to his room and it's empty. Uh, and then Castiel walks in. So he's back to normal size. He's no longer an action figure and doesn't know where Jesse has gone. But everybody that was still alive and had been affected by Jesse's power is back to normal. But that Jesse has vanished. And there's a note on left on the bed to Jesse's parents saying that he has to leave to keep them safe. Do you think that man got, like, his original teeth back, or did he get, like, an upgraded grill? Like, I I mean... mean, I think he probably got his original teeth back, but at that point, if somebody's gonna... If I'm gonna go through the agony of losing all my teeth, and in a situation like that, wouldn't insurance cover it? So then you could just get, like, all new teeth? (laughs) I'm just saying. That's where my brain went. All I know is that insurance never covers jack shit on my teeth, and they'd probably be like, it's $50,000, like, because what, like... What four teeth for me was like twenty five grand. Like, yeah, I can just imagine them being like, nah, nah. They wouldn't cook as fucking dental and in- like insurance is bad enough. Dental insurance is like, ugh. well, I'm wondering if you could get like because of like it was a breaking and entering thing, or if maybe there was, I don't know. I'm wondering if there's like a, a 
crime victims fund. Like, like I, don't know. <laughs> I like, like I had going, to oh pay God. for most of my surgeries because I had my teeth removed at a different office. So then, like, mm-hmm. I could just see insurance being like, "Well, you didn't have these like removed at a preferred right. provider, and yeah. so now you have to pay for all of them to go back." And I have no faith in insurance, anyway. Yeah. So, um, but so at least he's he, he hopefully he's got teeth. Maybe he still has cavities. But it'd be really great if like all his like gingivitis was cleared. And like you know, that'd be nice. No cavities, all clean, fresh, fresh, fresh. Mm. Yeah. So we've got Jesse's sweet note, and uh, Dean's asking Cassiel how to find Jesse, and he's like, "We can't. There's, there's no way." So our um, our brothers, our Winchester brothers, are driving away in baby, and Dean asks Sam if he thinks that Jesse will be okay. They they destroyed his life by telling him the truth. And, um, but they didn't feel like they really had a choice, but now he kind of understands why parents lie, you know, let kids go to bed feeling safe at night. And then they wish their dad lied to them a little more. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really touching moment. And also just weird for them to agree on something about John. Right. Right? So Dean Dean finally realizing that like, wow, like our childhood sucked and I kind of wish we had a nicer one. And the same to be like, yeah. Me too. And then it just fucking ends. It ends. Yeah. It ends. Huh. So, um, yeah. So I've got a few, a few casting notes. Is it time um, for the casting couch? Casting couch. It's the casting couch. Were they on that show that time with that guy? La, 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 la. the casting couch for sure so all right we've got uh just a couple quickie ones i'll share with you amber was played by raquel uh, riskin and she's in multiple supernatural episodes as part of the reason i mentioned her um she plays dar she was uh, one of the crossroads demons and then this role of course the little girl that didn't like the tooth fairy was played by delilah bella she's uh, a regular uh, in the series Anne with an e her name is diana and that funny enough uh, she's been in a bunch of kids movies in the series called the odd squad. She had one episode of once upon a time and she's a uh, regular in that diary of a wimpy kid series, uh, diver wimpy kid books or well, movie series. She's in those as well. Mr. Turner is um, the dad and that is Peter Bundick. And he's been in like a lot of shorts. So it tells me he's like an art film dude, but anyways, and he's also Carl in the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Then we've got um, our uh, our corner is Keith McKechnie. Uh, he's in that he's uh, Nick in that Virgin River series I mentioned. Like, we've had a bunch of people from that recently. Um, he was in a couple episodes of Charmed. He was in one episode of Buffy as a side character, just like a parent, but still notable. And in so many fucking Christmas movies, like like Hallmark movies. Once you get into that Hallmark channel, like you just, they won't let you go. No. So we have our joke shop owner is Patrick Keatney and um, Charlie and Virgin River. Um, He also was um, old Gus slash a hobo in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. And then uh, he was funny enough, a shop owner in Magicians. And a couple episodes of X-Files. He's been on iZombie, Fringe, V, things like that. 
Uh, our Tooth Fairy was played by Mark Acheson. He um, done a ton of voice work, interestingly. So he was the original, like, way back when, G.I. Joe cartoon in the 2000s. He did the voice voice work in the He-Man um, series, uh, Transformers, some Marvel stuff. Just a lot of things like that. A lot of voice work. Uh, he was in a movie called Samurai Cowboy. He was in 13th Warrior. And notably for my interests, he is the quote mailroom guy is what they call him in elf, which is the guy who is drinking with uh, buddy, the elf in the mailroom. And it's a fantastic, fantastic scene. So uh, he's also been in once upon a time, fringe Fargo X files. And there's a show, a mini series called brand new cherry flavor. That's been, I thought I heard good things about, and he's Pierre in that. I haven't seen it though. All right, two more for you. We got Julia Wright is played by Ever Carradine. She is Jay's mother in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. She's Lisa in Bubble Boy. She's in interesting movies. And then she uh, plays uh, Janet in Marvel's The Runaways and Naomi in The Handmaid's Tale. Then we get to Jesse Turner, little Jesse Turner, which I know you're waiting for. So I saved it for last. Gatlin Griffith is actually also a stuntman and from a family of stuntmen, like his dad, Tad Griffith. Uh, he's a stunt double in a show that we love or a series that we love, Miracle Workers. Um, he's, he was also as a, just as, a, as an actor, not as a stunt person. He was Robert in Couples Retreat. Um, he was young Hal in the Green Lantern movie. He was Henry in Labor Day and Pig Gunpowder in The Boys. I like that you just said that with like a so not only did he play young so okay you need to watch the boys <laughs> clearly so Sorry. this is and you know we tweeted about this when it came out because this is one of the things too that made the internet lose its shit because he is young gunpowder and the boys so there is like he is with Jensen Ackles as Soldier Boy. So we have Jesse from Supernatural and Jensen from Supernatural in these things together. And the, the pictures of them side by side, like as you're grown up, are just fucking phenomenal. It's so good to see like him grown up. And like it was such a great thing. And it was like to see them come back together, like after all this time was so cool and it's such a great photo. But also they're trick writers and I love trick riding. Um, mm -hmm. I cannot trick ride. I can barely ride. Uh, but I always like in my brain, like every time, like I get like back into horse riding, like, yeah. And then I'm just going to be like, I'm like, I'm barely like get in the saddle. So that's like, Oh, like, Oh, and they were I'm gonna on do a handstand right now. I can't do it on the ground, but I can certainly do it on a I horse. I can certainly do it on a horse. And I also, I love trick saddles. I just think they look cool. Uh, but they were also on, Gatlin and his family were on, I guess Diana may not have checked her email because I did send her a clip from this, uh, on Diana's, one of her favorite shows, America's Got Talent, in 2015. And when uh, Gatlin was 16 with his young, three younger brothers, who like the youngest one was like six and adorable, and their neighbor doing like trick riding through an arena in California. And it was fucking precious. And they're just adorable. I love their whole family. Like, like uh, rodeo history goes like his his great great grandpa was like one of the original rodeo clowns like they're just a really kick-ass family and yeah. they're bringing like 
from what I've like read or anything, I was like, I got really excited reading about them because they are just taking like writing and stunt writing to like this whole new world when it comes to Hollywood and just like the things that they're doing. So cool ass family. And I love them. And one just like people who ride horses. That's not too. There you go. But anyways, yeah, his thank you. Gatlin. And his name is Gatlin. Like, you know you're going to be a cool kid, right? You, and, you have to. There's not an option. You have to be a cool kid. Otherwise, you're fucked. Yeah. And I think also, like, really interesting, like, reading, like, the comments from his dad, Tad. Mm-hmm. Just about, you know, this legacy of a family that's been doing, you know, who, who've been, like, this is your thing. Like, it's been going on for yeah. generations. And just kind of, he's like, I raised my kids differently than I raised, my dad raised me. So, apparently, you know. He took, he took some some inventory and raised some great kids and cool. i just think it's neat so okay. yeah that was a huge like there was a lot of fun stuff in casting couch today so yeah let's, so um, let's zoom back in i don't know how we get out of casting couch and go into wrap up but yeah uh so wrap up you know like i said at the beginning i really enjoyed this episode it was really fun the music was really silly slapsticky like it sounded like cheesy like 70s like comedy music or 80s probably more like 80s like comedy background music most of the time um which set the tone appropriately for it to be kind of like this borderline immature comedy through the whole thing which was fun and it was all things that we had heard stories of as kids i think at least for me and so i thought was i thought that was a really fun element of it i thought the real dark part was forcing a small child to like be told that he's like the you know has all this power and it has to pick a side in a war that's pretty fucking tough but also and i think that the stuff about poor julia the poor fucking woman was distressing but otherwise it was kind of a fun episode i would say more fun. i actually really liked the episode i just feel bad saying it was fun because of poor jesse and julia that's yeah funny. no definitely you have... does that make sense i'm like that was super fucking fun this bitch is fucked and this kid's fucked too i guess sense but it's also a television show and it should be entertaining that they're fucked and i think we get you know more into the idea of just even possession and what it does to a person yeah. and and really also like pressure that it puts on you know the, that got put on dean and sam as kids that, that yeah. they're finally recognizing that oh maybe we shouldn't that, that put that normal. pressure on children Maybe, like, we should just let them kind of do what they want. But at least, like, I feel like Sam, like, shows, like, some growth in this. He Absolutely. Doesn't get, he's not freaked out about being a freak. He's just like, nope, sometimes you're different. Well, and and he and he's, takes a hard line on not being willing to risk other people for, to win the war. Because then it doesn't, it's not worth it then. I think that was a cool thing, too. Like, I think it, it was very, it was something, even when I watched it, I felt like I kind of brushed past. But then when I thought back about it. I'm like man that was kind of that's kind of intense but it really does feed his he insisted that when him and dean got back together that he wanted redemption not revenge and this is a sign of wanting redemption because he wants to be the good guy no matter what even if that doesn't mean winning at all costs yep and i'm about to say something which is a spoiler alert and so uh Ooh. if uh you don't want to know about what happens in the next 10 years of the show 
stop listening now. Uh, but it's not a, it's not gonna be like that nothing that's gonna ruin diana's experience uh jesse never comes back and it always well i noticed that because i'm doing my back my yeah research well on you, so casting, you obviously saw like, his casting and like he never comes back and like kripke talked about like how croatoa was like this thing that was on his board that they were like you saw that shit and you just let like this demon child never the antichrist you just disappeared the Antichrist, or He's I, been guess, as, you know, I guess, I guess, is saying like, would he be? yeah, like he had to like, why is like they're never like in the background, like you know, Jesse blah 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 wins like nine thousand surfing competitions, <laughs> like always having the perfect waves, you know, like and like yeah. dolphins running beside him, but I yeah. this always stuck in my craw that. I thought that was troubling too. I was wondering if there'd be some other solution where maybe I wasn't privy to that, but I was definitely caught my attention that there was no, like this was a one episode thing for Jesse. And I was like, that's fucking weird. Well, and if you even think about it, what, you know, this was 2008 and it was season five, you have 10 seasons after this. So he would have been a grown up, you know, he would have been at least a grown teen, like a late teen by the end of this. Like, how does he never come back? Like, I don't, I don't. I don't understand it. Seems like a very obvious storyline, but it's okay. I guess maybe it just fucked up too many other storylines, but yeah. So that's, I like this episode, but every time I watch it, I'm like, where the fuck is Jesse? Where is he now? Where is he now? And like, and like, and I really, and I double checked, like I went through, I'm like, I'm making sure like he's not on here. And yes, we should have VH1. Where is the Antichrist now? Lifestyles, it could just be a life or lifestyles of the rich and famous. And there's just Jesse, insert last name here, and his like beach mansion in Australia. <laughs> oh man, I mean, what I'm does talking? the kid do like when he fucks off? Like, what is what is it? What, what did where did Jesse go? What did he do? What was his life? I want to know, god damn it. Where's Jesse's date? Did he episode? pick Australia or Hawaii? Who knows? I want to know because there's very different cultures. I'm just saying. Well, and like, what did he do? Like, how did he go like play off being a little kid by himself without any parents? Like, like, I feel like there's this entire like adventures of Jesse that needs yeah. to happen. Adventures of Jesse the Antichrist. <laughs> uh, so on that note, um, Netflix, there you go. There is your new show after you canceled the other one of the writer. The, bring him back. He needs work. So um, I also don't know what happened to his writing partner, uh, to Laughlin. I think Laughlin's the one who didn't. This will be edited in post for me on the video, maybe not on the audio. Yeah, Laughlin. Uh, so Laughlin was not the one. Like, so Dob is still writing. Laughlin kind of like goes off and like two thousand after this hmm. after he's done being a writing team with job so hmm. maybe he needs a new job so daniel write the adventures of jesse there you go all right Pitch. pitched done signed we want royalties all right with that cheers jerk cheers bitch devil's trap podcast is a don't get a production meow Devil's Trap Podcast is part of the Ship It Studios Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter at Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us at Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. 
Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share with all your friends. We're at all your favorite podcast outlets and at devilstrappodcast.com. I'm Babe. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. 